Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors. These are companies that provide a tremendous amount of financial support to the California MBA, in large part so that we can continue to be the strong voice for the real estate finance industry before the California State Legislature and our regulators. So I would like to thank the 2023 President's Council sponsors, and those companies include Amerihome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Guild Mortgage, Incelerate, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all so much for your support this year. And uh, and speaking of uh, our President's Council sponsors, I am happy to welcome uh, Incelerate CEO Josh Friend to connect this week. Josh, welcome back. Susan, thanks for having me as always. It's always a pleasure. Great, great. So we are, you know, big week in the mortgage industry. We are uh, at the MBA convention in Philadelphia. So love to kind of hear your thoughts on what you're most excited about either hearing or sharing at the convention this week. I mean, for me, it's really seen what innovation has taken over the last 12 months. And, you know, I think what lenders have really um, been faced with over the last, you know, even 24 months is, hey, how do we now do this more efficiently, right? I mean, so we, you know, before the, we had this refinance boom, we weren't necessarily the most efficient industry. The refinance boom came into place and it would, the truth was you didn't have to be efficient. You, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like just catching, you know, shooting fish in a barrel as they'd say. Now it's all sudden, wait a minute, now stakes are high. We know there's money in this industry. How do we become efficient? And really what it comes down to is how do we look at doing things different? Right? You can't just keep doing it the same way and expect better results. Like at this point, we've gotten the most out of what we can of people and you know processes that have already been in place. So I think it's just seeing you know what the new innovations are looking like. There is, yeah, definitely a lot of innovations, and it is exciting to see all of the new things that are out there. It seems like we've kind of every year I'm just my mind's blown with a new thing that's happening in this industry. Um, speaking of that, you know, of course, what's on everybody's mind is uh, artificial intelligence and AI in uh, in every aspect of our lives. But for our case, obviously, just in the mortgage industry, you recently presented to our executive forum on the topic of artificial intelligence, and um, you pretty much blew everybody's minds. <laughs> I think we all kind of like tangentially know a little bit about it, but the information that you were really able to dig into, I thought was really fascinating. So can you share with with listeners what lenders should be paying attention to in this area right now? Yeah, I mean, here, here's kind of in a nutshell to AI. One is understand it's going to affect and touch everything you do. Just plain and simple. I, I bet you a quarter of your vendors are using AI right now in some way, form, or fashion. You don't even know about it. You have employees right now using AI, using ChatGPT to help them fix emails and do things. It's just it's just happening. So it's going to happen, so you have to embrace it. You have to understand what it really is. The second thing I'd say is this, is I know for the last handful of years, four, five, six years, there's been a lot of companies saying they have AI. We have this AI thing, and, and you know, I've 
pretty uh, keep up to date on AI. We've done AI work as well. We have AI in our platform. And one of the things that I learned early on was when people would say this, you know, five, six years ago, and this was even more of an infancy stage was, well, great. What AI engine are you using? And I think that's a really important question for all lenders should ask. If a company comes to you and says, I have AI, it's just my own proprietary AI, unless their name's Google or Microsoft <laughs> or Amazon. One I've heard of. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless they're one of those, IBM, unless they're those like four big major houses that have AI, no one else has built artificial intelligence on their own known proprietary thing. So just that's one thing. So there's a lot of vendors that, you know, would talk about AI, but it's their own proprietary. It's not AI. So just understand what they're, what they're being built on. You want to make sure they're being built and using the, the tools of the big players. Chat, GPT, OpenAI being, you know, the leader in the space right now. We're lucky. OpenAI is part of uh, Microsoft has been an investor. In it, so their technology is actually kind of, almost native to our platform now and tools that we use. So, you know, those are the things that you're looking for is, you know, the, the leaders, you, you know, buying software from the people who are using the leading technology. Leading technology, yeah, no, that's that's great advice. Hey, sidebar note, have you seen the new Mission Impossible? No, I have not yet. Remember that I asked you that question right <laughs> after I talked about AI and then you'll know kind of like a little bit of a, where, the, where that movie is going, but I just watched it and I, I was thinking about all of your presentation as a matter of fact. And um, so you kind of, you know, you touched on this earlier, certainly, you know, this is a, a challenging market for loan originators and they're all competing for business, um, looking for ways to stand out uh, to borrowers. So how how is Incelerate making it easier for originators to gain market share? Yeah, so I mean, when we talk about this, how do you stand out? And it's kind of, I'll just give you an analogy of going to a restaurant, right? How does a restaurant stand out? I mean. For some extent, they're selling a commodity, it's food. Like it's, I mean, yes, it's unique, then maybe they cook it better than others, but when you go to a good restaurant, things that stand out are they greet you, they say hello. They sit you down in a timely manner. If you need water, someone's there right away without you really having to you know, make much motion or wait long. So the responsiveness and their service is on point. They're paying attention to you, they're engaging with you, and that's with anything, I mean, any, any service that you do, you, you're buying a home, your real estate agent's checking in with you every couple of days, here's what's going on, that's service. So what we've always done is really manage how do you engage with your borrowers, right? So we, you know, I think, uh, Susan, we've shared our MBA contact study. We've, uh, I think, done five different years of it, studied over 1,500 lenders. We go to their website, we apply online, ask them for a mortgage, and then we time them and see how quickly they respond to us. What they say to us and they, we find out through the emails, text us or call us, all three or none of the above. And last year's study, 40% of lenders never responded to a single inquiry. What? Yes. So that's actually, by the way, that's the best. That that. That's crazy. Because the year before it was 65%. So that there's, there's an improvement. Now, the average response time was 19 hours. So a whole day to respond to someone who said, hey, I want to buy a, I want to buy a mortgage, a house of mortgage, I want to get pre-approved. The average follow-up time was 1.1 times. So if, if they got followed up with, very, very few was there more than one outreach. And here's here's a kicker. Only 1% of lenders called, emailed, and texted that lead. So out of you know, 2021 survey of 500 lenders, there's five people that actually called, texted, or emailed. So, I mean, table stakes, real simple. Our software, well, that'll never happen to you. So whether someone comes up and meets you face to face, they apply online, we have all the automation that's going to email, call, text, it'll call your loan officer. As soon as they pick up the phone, it'll call the borrower who just said contact me. 
And if they don't get contact, they can go to a different group. They can get text, they can automate. So I think really, I mean, the way you stand out is service. And, right. and I, can't, I can't tell you more than anything than in this industry, communication is key to service, right? I was a loan officer for years. And um, I remember I had this lady, and this is a story I talk about service. This kind of hits the nail on the head is she would call me every day around 1030 asking about her loan. This was 1999. I was an IndyMac bank. It was taking about 60 to 70 days to close loans. And it was really chaotic at the time, quite honestly. People were signing HUDs at the time that were wrong. It was really, it was difficult, but we were busy. And so she called me every day. What's going on? And I would say, hey, you know what? Still with the underwriters. It's a 20-day underwriting time. We're at day 18. Every day she'd call me. And, and finally I realized it's 1030. And I asked her, what's, what's going on at 1030? She said, well, I take my break. So I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm tired of her calling me every day and she doesn't think I'm doing my job. I started calling her about 10 o'clock, two, three days in a row before she called me, told her, Hey, let's let you know this what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. After the third day, she didn't call me anymore because she realized I'm paying attention to what she's, what's important to her. What's important to her is important to me. And that's really what all she was trying to convey is this is important to me. I'm going to call you every day because it's important to me. And I was able to say back to her. It's important to me too. I'm calling you back. I'm checking up on it. So, just that lesson of communication and being able to interact with your borrowers, you're gonna pull through more loans. It that really comes down to. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's simple and great advice. And I think that we all as consumers in everything we do, we expect that, right? It's like we have a good experience when we have good communication and good, good customer service. I mean, that, I think that, that's, that's a, a great point and uh and and accelerate of course is a wonderful tool so thank you for for pointing that out um you know josh you've got you've been a you know success and as a mortgage banker uh, you're an incredible entrepreneur and done wonderful things with accelerate i've had the pleasure of knowing you for several years and just love watching accelerate grow uh you have uh your son is part of our future leaders program this year thank you so much for that hope he is enjoying it uh, but what advice would you give to a young mortgage professional that's just starting out? Challenge so, year. Yeah, I mean, really what it comes down to is if this is going to be your profession, become a professional at it. And like, what does that mean? That means, are you learning? Are you studying from people who have taught, have done this before? Are you learning how to do better presentations? Are you learning about loan programs? Are you going to trade shows to hear what people are talking about? Are you immersing yourself in your industry? Because if you start to immerse yourself in your industry and you start to learn more about programming, I mean, early in my career, one of the things that made me successful was when the market crashed in 2006-7 and, you know, subprime loans were gone and all everyone wanted cash out. Well, guess what? FHA loans were still available. And the truth was almost nobody sold FHA loans at the time. So if you look like 2000, 2006, the FHA origination of loans was so minuscule compared to what it has turned into. But Austin 2006 hit and I realized, well, let's take a look at this FHA program. They don't have it anymore, but they used to have a 95% cash out loan. Well, all of a sudden, because we knew that, we had studied the programs and the guidelines, we knew how they worked, we were able to sell them and we were super busy. 2012 to like 2017, like 80% of my loans at the bank were arms. The regulators came in and said, why are you selling so many arms? This isn't normal. And we said, well, let me just show you. We actually laid out, here's what the, arms look like and here's the presentation we give to the consumers which is basically here's your cap here's your max here's your floor here's what the, you know what here's what it could look like in five years and if you look at it, it makes a lot of sense to take an arm and so, but we just educated ourselves so it's just educate yourself know your guidelines know your programs 
be that person that when someone calls up, because you want a real estate agent to call you, and you're the one that says, you know, I think I can get that done, or we have to do it this way, or we can put 10% down here, we can do five. You know, that's the kind of thing you need to work on. So be professional, immerse yourself in what you're doing. Yeah, it's uh, and it's kind of it's a it's a good year. I mean, it's kind of a thing, strange thing to say, but it would be kind of a good year for someone to get started in this industry because it's not you know drinking from a fire hose, and you would have time to kind of learn these programs, right? And sure. and the nuances of some of the programs that, like you say, when you're shooting fish in a barrel, you're not necessarily paying attention to because phones always ring, right? That's right. Yep. These are the times when you can really grab more of that information in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I I have. We had, I know loan on, loan officers and lenders that are making money right now and actually doing well. Like I, here's, here's what I say to all those originators out there, lenders. There's going to be multiple loan officers making over a million dollars this year. There's going to be many mortgage bankers making millions of dollars this year. So it's possible, right? So then now's the time, which is I think is great for our industries, is when efficiencies do get rewarded. Those people that can become efficient, then then can deliver a lower rate, better service to our customers win. And that's that's what we're seeing now. Right. Yeah. A lot of the smart lenders are preparing for, you know, making changes in efficiency, creating more efficiencies for when you know we do have more of a recovery in this market and things can get a little bit more balanced as far as origination volumes and whatnot. So that's uh, you mean you mean Susan? They don't want to. They don't want to be paying underwriters half a million dollars a year and you know huge sign-in bonuses just to come over anymore. I I said that's the last time it will happen in our industry. Right. I mean, Those were crazy times, but you got to do what you got to do. Right. That's right. Yep. I mean, time. My goodness. Well, Josh, thank you so much. And I just want to I want to close by really recognizing you and accelerate. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the uh, webinar or the podcast, rather, accelerate um, has been a president's council sponsor and supported us greatly for the past several years. And uh, I really appreciate that. As you know, we use those funds uh, in large part to continue our advocacy efforts. I know you have a background in that as well um, and that you, you know, support uh, what it is that we do. And I just want you to know how grateful we are and thank you to Incelerate for your support and thanks for being on Connect today. Thank you, Susan. We really appreciate it and we appreciate everything you guys do for uh, the industry. And thanks all to all of you for joining us on Connect. Uh, to access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. Here we go.